0: Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Batfoot Crazy Podcast, where you'll always find enthusiastic data driven fantasy baseball analysis and strategy. I am your host, Toby. Today I am going to get to part two of early season hitters and pitchers who are either, either uh, doing better than expected or doing worse than expected and taking a look at underlying skills, uh, underlying metrics to figure out whether it looks like those skills and metrics are supporting what they're doing or whether they've been lucky uh, so far on batted balls, things of that nature. As I, as I said, you know, at the last, uh, at, in part one of going over this, when I only went over hitters, I'll be doing both hitters and pitchers this time. So with hitters, I'll do the same thing that I did in the last podcast, I'll just kind of go over some basic metrics and, you know, whether they've been lucky or, or not compared to expected stats. And then um, for pitchers, I will delve into similar skills and metrics uh, that kind of show maybe what they're doing and why. And then I may dive a little bit into with some guys, some of the pitch mix and uh, velocity, things of that nature that may also Also be uh, important so uh, that should be really fun but with all these situations I just want to make sure folks keep in mind that it's early in the season these are very small samples all those small sample sizes still those caveats still apply. What we're really looking at here is, are guys actually showing a change uh, in underlying skills that are supporting what they're doing? Or are they just getting lucky? Is it just small sample size variance? And even with the guys, if they're showing a new skill, maybe it does show that that what they're doing is sustainable. It doesn't necessarily, or that, that they've earned what they're doing. It doesn't necessarily mean that what they're going to do is going to continue moving forward, right? Like, Just because a guy is on a hot streak right now, it could be because they're facing bad pitching. It could just be that they're seeing the ball really well. Whatever it is, just because they're going on a hot streak right now, it doesn't mean that they're going to stay on that hot streak for the rest of the season. So just keep that in mind. We still don't know anything for sure. Uh, It'll still be a little bit until we do. But what we are trying to do is figure out, have folks earned their performance yet or not? And that's what I'm trying to tackle on this podcast. So hope it is helpful for you there. Um, If you do like this podcast or any of the other previous podcasts or the podcast in general, please do leave a five-star rating uh, and a review. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. You guys have been absolutely awesome. I mentioned that one of my goals early in the season was to get to 100 uh, ratings and reviews. You guys have done that. I'm at 101. Just can't tell you how much I appreciate all of your support, the kind words. It really does mean uh, a ton as I do this podcast. Like, you know, I haven't monetized this podcast at all. I'm just kind of putting this stuff out there, um, you know, and, and kind of working hard and, and staying up late to do it. And so it just really does mean a lot to me when, when folks are appreciative of it. And I can see for sure that it is helping people. So uh, thank you guys um, so much uh, for doing that. So please do leave the five-star rating and review. If you do, um, uh, uh, yeah, if you have already done that, you know, like it. Retweet it, share it with folks, spread the word. I really do appreciate that. As always, you the best place to reach me is on Twitter at BatflipCrazy. I also have Instagram at BatflipCrazy, Facebook at BatflipCrazyFantasy, YouTube just search for BatflipCrazy, and my website is BatflipCrazy.com. I do not, I'm not on those ones as much as the Twitter, so that's definitely the best place to reach me for anything. Even like you know, DM me or. Uh, you know, all of that is much better than emailing me or, or contacting me via the site, whatever it is, uh, hit me up on Twitter. All right. Uh, yeah, this is just an exciting part of the year, right? I love this time of year when we get into May, you know, uh, I mean, we're not even close to May, but like when we get into this time of year when the skills and the metrics and, things start to be a little bit clearer when you get maybe a little bit of a better sense of how a guy has changed uh, this year for the better or worse. This is really exciting time for me. And when you can see that guys are over or underperforming where they should be, I think you know around May is that time when people start to lose patience for sure. And you might be able to trade for a guy uh, to get value or sell high on a guy. You know, it's always hard to buy low, sell high. That's always hard. But I do think that there are values that you can get uh, for yourself. Uh, My cat right now is like kind of attacking me as I'm doing this. Um, so I love that. and, And I just, um, love being able to see that type of thing. People lose patience and they drop guys that maybe, you know, you don't think that they should, or where you think you might be able to get value from them for the rest of the season. So really exciting time of year. So without further ado, let's hop right to it. Let's get this party started. All right, on today's podcast, I'm going to start off going through hitters just very quickly, generally guys who have started off hot or started off cold and looking at the skills to see whether the underlying skills support what they're doing. At this point in the season, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it's impossible to know whether somebody's going to be able to sustain what they're doing because the sample sizes are so small. So the best thing that we can do is look at the underlying skills to figure out whether they're actually their production is supported by those skills because then at least, you know, they have that skill and that ability to do that. So let's hop right in. Oh, after the hitters, I'm going to cover pitchers later on. So let's do it. Uh, Nico Goodrum, uh, O-swing is at 23.9%, in-zone contact rate at 80%, hard hit rate at a terrific 57.1%, and his ground ball rate at 28.6%. The Statcast data is pretty nice with Nico. Uh, five barrels at a 10.9% barrels per plate appearance. 109.4 mile per hour max exit velocity, and then a 497 expected woba that's right a 497 expected woba so goodrum is really crushing the ball i think the major difference for him right now is that o swing Um, he's been a lot more patient this year than he was last year and obviously the hard hit rate and then the ground ball rate being so low so a number of different factors working in in goodrum's favor and so you know and, and obviously with a 497 expected woba his Current WOBA is actually 4.06, so he's underperforming uh, his batted ball quality. So really good signs there for Nico Goodrum. Uh, He's probably owned in pretty much all leagues, but uh, at least, you know, 12 and 15 team leagues. But if not, you know, the dual position eligibility is an added bonus for him. Asdrubal Cabrera is up next, uh, O-swing at 23.3%, really nice right there, his in-zone contact at 93%, and his hard hit rate at 48.1%, so those three metrics, really, really nice, well above or well better than league average, I should say, on those three, but the ground ball rate is a little high at 48.1% as well uh, for Cabrera, stat cast data, not great, uh, two barrels percent barrels per plate appearance, 106.8 mile per hour max exit velo, and then a 255 expected woba. So you know, uh, Cabrera not really, um, you know, uh, not a ton going well uh, in terms of the underlying metrics for him. Well, I should I shouldn't say that he started off hot. He's now hitting 179. It looks like so he's not doing well. Uh, The data generally supports that, although some of the underlying skills like that O-swing, the Z-contact, and the hard hit rate are really nice right there, but not making great quality of contact. Wilson Contreras is up next, Uh, O-swing of 28.4%, so better than the average there. In-zone contact rate at 80.5%, not great, 5% below league average, but hitting the ball hard at 45% and his ground ball rate at 45%. You know, last year it really spiked after his injury, uh, so it's nice to see it getting closer to where it normally is uh, for Contreras. The uh, the StatCast data is nice for him. Three barrels, 8.1% barrels per plate appearance, 112.8 mile per hour max exit velo. That's nice there. A 422 expected WOBA for Contreras. So uh, some good indications that last year, you know, was probably... Uh, a lot due to injury. You know, he's not necessarily hitting like he did for that stretch back in 2017 where he just went crazy. Uh, but, you know, some really good early season indicators for Wilson Contreras, uh, the backstop for the Cubs. I have Kevin Kiermeyer up next. O-swing down at 22.7%. This is really nice uh, to see for Kiermeyer. We want him to get on base with the speed that he's got. In-zone contact rate at 79.2%. That is... Um, you know that's not great, uh, but you know it's not uh, it's not terrible. And the good news is, is that because he's swinging at fewer pitches outside the zone, um, his contact rate overall is up, which is nice to see. There, hard hit rate is the is the, kind of the standout quality in the early season for Kiermaier. Fifty one point nine percent, really really good there. His ground ball rate at forty one eight point one percent. I don't mind to see that for Kiermaier. He does have a little bit of power, but. You know, uh, with his speed, I don't mind seeing him hit the ball on the ground uh, that much. Uh, uh, StatCast, 347 expected Woba. Uh, So he's outperforming that expected Woba so far this season, uh, but still better than league average there, which is nice, you know, because we're not expecting Kiermaier to be great, but what would be nice would be that 2015, you know, season 20 home runs, 15 stolen bases, which he can get to if he stays healthy. Three barrels, 6.8% barrels per plate appearance, 108.9 miles per hour in his max exit velo. So overall, you know, some encouraging signs there for Kiermaier, especially around his batted ball quality. Um, You know, still some contact issues, but uh, plate discipline looking nice there. Teoscar Hernandez has a very interesting uh, batted ball profile early on this season. His O-swing is at 27.7%, so better than league average. His in-zone contact rate is up at 85.1%, which is way up from last year, but his hard hit rate is down, 33.3%, and he's hitting the ball on the ground a lot, 43.3%, so right around league average. But when we look at his StatCast data, Teoscar is normally a StatCast darling, he's normally among the league leaders in some of the StatCast data, but not so far this year, a 105.8 mile per hour max exit velo, not great for him. Only two barrels and a 4.3% barrels per plate appearance. Not great there either. A 315 expected WOBA is much better than his 247 WOBA so far. So it looks like, it looks like from the underlying skills that he's selling out his power and the quality of contact for making contact because in-zone contact was a huge issue for him. It was absolutely unsustainable at the levels that he was at last year. And so I do like the fact that he's trying to make more contact. The question is going to be, can he meld the two, right? Can he, you know, maybe give up a little bit of that contact for some of the, you know, stack the, the, the metrics that gave made him a Statcast darling, that max exit velo, the barrels, um, you know, that would be a really nice combination to have, whether he can do that or not, I think remains to be seen. Uh, Danny Jansen is up next. Um, a guy I liked before the season, I actually got like one of the Worst tweets I've gotten, uh, you know, around Danny Jansen already this year. Just, you know, people sending throwing up emojis and then calling out, you know, people and saying they should get new jobs because they suggested Danny Jansen. And we're not even, you know, opening day was two weeks from today. Uh, Anyways, Danny Jansen, don't do that. Don't tweet things like that at people. Um, You know, it's just there's. On a scale from uh, zero to cool, it's zero. There's just no element of that that is uh, productive or helpful. It's fine to ask like, hey, this guy's struggling. Why is that happening? Or are you seeing something different than what you saw that made you like this guy before the season? Things like that are constructive, but just being, you know, not cool about it is not cool. So don't do that to people, whether it's me or anybody else. uh, be, Be kind out there. Be nice to one another. Try to figure out. You know what is uh, what is why somebody might not be doing well, and nobody wants to get things wrong. Anyways, back on to Danny Jansen. O swing 31.6 uh, percent. O swing. Um, you know that's worse than he was at last year. His plate discipline has always been kind of one of his calling cards, and so that's something uh, to be cognizant of right there. His in zone contact rate though is still really really nice at 93.9 percent. That's good. Hard hit rate at 32%, so slightly below league average. The one concerning element of that uh, batted ball quality is uh, that his ground ball rate is at 56%. So something to monitor there. One barrel, 2.9% barrels per plate appearance. 108.9 miles per hour on the max exit velocity. He has been very, very lucky on, uh, so far. One of the unluckiest hitters so far this year. A 290 expected wOBA, so still below league average, but you know, not. I mean, it, it that's bad, uh, but a 181 Woba so far. So he's been getting really, really unlucky. So hopefully Jansen's uh, luck starts to turn a little bit The key, I think, for me, is that that contact rate is still really nice, and so um, that should limit the floor that he has, and hopefully he starts making better quality of contact moving forward. One guy who's kind of been a surprise so far and is enjoying a really, really nice week if you got him into lineups, that's Josh Fegley of the Oakland A's catcher. Uh, O-swing at 28.9% so far this year, so better than league average. His in-zone contact rate also better than league average at 88.1%, and then his hard hit rate at 37.5%, so nice there. And then his... Ground ball rate at a very low 20.8%. So hitting the ball in the air a lot. His expected Woba is 358. So for him, I mean, he was going like pick 600 plus. Um, Fegley has been, you know, a gold mine so far from a value perspective. Only one barrel, 3.4% barrels per plate appearance, 101.2 miles per hour, but some nice skills there. So if you are looking for a second catcher and he's still out there on your waiver wire, um, he, you could do a lot worse than him, especially with matchups like this week where he's destroying the Orioles. Um, and then I think he has like the, who does he have? He's got somebody else terrible. I think Toronto end of the week. So, um, you know, uh, Josh Fegley doing really, really nice. You may have heard Alexa, the famous Alexa of Amazon fame uh, beeping in the background right there. Uh, so just in case you hear that, heard that, you know, aliens have not descended. That is just Alexa. Uh, beeping because the timer went off. Anyway, Christian Walker up next uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's been a you know popular guy uh, for myself included, just because the the Statcast data um, is really really nice. Um, and with the injury to Jake Lamb, uh, folks were thinking that he was probably going to get uh, a lot more playing time. He's gotten a decent amount of playing time this week. Uh, you know the skills are okay. O swing at thirty four point two. Uh, percent. So worse than league average. That's kind of sad. In-zone contact rate at 82.1%. That's worse than league average, but it's not terrible for a power guy like Walker. Hard hit rate at an astronomical 72%. That's absolutely incredible number right there. Uh, even for this far into the season, he leads the league. Ground ball rate at 40%. Stat cast data, pretty nice. Five barrels, 12.8% barrels per plate appearance, 112.4 miles per hour on Uh, the um, max exit velocity, which is really nice. Expected Woba at 371, which is great, although you know a week ago he was among the league leaders in expected Woba, so he's definitely fallen back to earth there. It'll be interesting to see. He's not in the lineup uh, tonight uh, for the Diamondbacks. It'll be interesting to see how much playing time he continues to get. Hopefully he can make enough contact to do some damage. Jeff McNeil of the Mets up next. O-swing at 31.7%. And surprisingly, you know, his in-zone contact rate at 80%, so well below league average. He's notorious for having incredibly high uh, contact rates. This is surprising for McNeil. Uh, Hard hit rate at 36%, so slightly better than league average. And when I'm talking about league averages here, I'm really referring to last year's um, league averages, just because it's so early on in the season. We're likely to see, you know, some peaks and valleys, um, or there's, you know... uh, even the, the league wide hard hit rate, you know, you want to give it a little bit of time. Uh, but so I'm comparing it to last year's. I'll start to use this year's moving forward pretty soon. That might be actually be a smart thing for me to do, uh, given the juiced batted ball. Um, I haven't even taken a look at the MLB. Let's actually look at that. I'm going to look at that. I'm going to interrupt our regularly scheduled program to look at what we're looking like so far in terms of league stats. Um, Let's take a look at batted ball. So hard hit rate is up slightly from last year, it's at 36.8% so far this year. Uh, It was at like 35.2% last year. Fly ball rate is up about 1.5% as well, it was around 35% last year, it's at 36.7%. So that is uh, kind of interesting. Let's take a look at play discipline too. So, O swing 29.2% is league average. So, hitters being a little bit more patient than they were last year. And then, in zone contact at 84.2%. So, less contact being made. You know, that. So, generally speaking, last year's uh, metrics work as I talk about league average. But just for contacts, that's what we're at uh, right now. So back to Jeff McNeil. So you had a slightly worse than league average O-swing, a worse than league average in-zone contact rate, which is surprising for him given his history. Hard hit rate right around league average. The ground ball rate is very low, 32% uh, for McNeil. He is uh, The stat case data is kind of mixed. So no barrels, 0% barrels per plate appearance, obviously. A 102.3 miles per hour max exit VLO, which is very low. But he does have a 396 expected WOBA. So... You know, the quality of contact that he's making is good. He's not striking out a lot. Um, You know, he's not walking a lot, but, you know, overall quality of contact has been good, though not elite, not like the kind that you're going to do a ton of damage with. Uh, Garrett Hampson of the Rockies, uh, on a a lot of people's radar in terms of like, um, you know, folks being concerned about him, obviously. He's been you know, terrible so far. Um, the skills are still okay. O-swing at 17.7% is really, really, really good. In-zone contact rate at 84.6%, right around league average. Uh, hard hit rate is low at 22.7%. Ground ball rate at 40%. Statcast data, not good. Zero barrels, 0% barrels per plate appearance, 1027 miles per hour on his max exit velo his expected will be is a putrid 137 now again give Hampson time his speed is is the biggest reason why you got him in in addition to that plate discipline and, and hope for batting average the one concern i did have going in and i mentioned this you know as i did it did the profile for him is just whether he would be overmatched um by big league hitting it's far too early to know whether that's the case it's definitely happened so far um You know, so definitely monitor him. Don't go dropping him. Uh, Give him a little bit of time. Hopefully, he'll get a run of play here uh, against, um, you know, uh, at home or uh, just, you know, start to have a little bit more success. Nolan Arenado definitely disappointing a lot of folks so far this year. For his O-swing, uh, well worse than league average at 37.2%. His in-zone contact rate down at 84% as well. Last year, his contact rate was down. It's a little disappointing to see that it stayed down. Um, it has not gone up. Hard hit rate also down at 36.4%. His ground ball rate is way down, 27.3%. So he's hitting the ball in the air more, which is generally good news, although the stat case data says that he's not hitting it that well. Zero barrels, 0% barrels per plate appearance, 106.2 miles per hour on the max exit below, and then a 300 expected WOBA. So not what you were expecting for drafting him in the first round. My only concern with Arenado is that last year in the second half, he also struggled. Um, And so, you know, now we're looking at, you know, a second half last year in addition to early season this year, some contact quality issues, you know, just... You know, definitely something to monitor, not to get overly uh, worried about, but uh, just something to monitor there. There's nothing you can really do. He's your first-round pick, so let's just hope that he turns it around. Although I don't have any shares, so maybe I hope that he doesn't turn it around. No, I hope that he turns it around for you guys, because uh, I care about your fantasy teams. Brandon Lau is up next for the Tampa Bay Rays. O-Swing at 34%, his in-zone contact rate is atrocious at uh, 71.7%, the Joey Gallo range. Hard hit rate, really nice, at 55.6%, but a ground ball rate at 51.9% is not good. That's way up. Uh, Stat cast, four barrels, 8.9% barrels per plate appearance. The max exit below isn't necessarily as high as you'd expect uh, for a guy with that many barrels at 105.6 miles per hour, a 3.32 expected WOBA, so better than... You know, league average, but I think there's major warning signs for Lau right here. The ground ball rate is obviously a concern, but more than anything, he now has two consecutive years of very poor uh, in-zone contact rates. One In-zone contact rates that that are pretty much unsustainable unless you have a super high BABIP. And so Lau is somebody who maybe, you know, you've got somebody who's interested in him in a redraft league. Maybe you can pawn him off for somebody who's struggling early on. Um, you know, I would be selling, selling relatively high. It's so hard now because like you look at guys and how they're doing, and then you look two days later and they're, and, and what they're doing changes dramatically. So let's see what Lau is doing. Uh, 275 batting average. Uh, yeah. So, um, 31.1% K percentage, uh, I would be selling, that's with a 360 BABIP. I would be selling, um, Uh, on Lau um, just because last year he also struggled with the in-zone contact uh, to a great degree and never really was punished for it. So he was at 77.4%. He's down 6% so far this year. So I'd be selling early on, uh, selling high-ish on Lau if you can. Ryan Healy, O-swing at 27.6%, so better than league average. In-zone contact rate at 84.7% and a hard hit rate at 39.1%. Uh, which is nice. Uh, Ground ball rate at uh, 26.1%. So ground ball rate is down. Uh, Hard hit rate is up. He's being more patient, but his contact rate is dropping. And he's been pretty lucky. He's been one of the luckier hitters so far this year. Only a 316 expected WOBA, so worse than league average expected WOBA. He does have four barrels, 6.5% barrels per plate appearance, 109.9 miles per hour, so far, some improvement, but the contact not looking good, but so far getting lucky. Um, so Healy is a guy who, you know, I, I just don't, he's been around for a while now. I just don't think he's that good. So uh, maybe you can sell high on him. I'm saying sell high, but let me just make sure that uh, that, that is correct for selling high for him. Uh, 286, three home runs. Yeah three RBI, three runs, three RBI. Remember, he's going to have one of the highest levels of plate appearances because of the Mariners' early games that they had, and so I would be selling high um, on Ryan Healy as well. Uh, Tim Anderson up next. Uh, This is kind of bizarre to me. O-swing at 38.2%, so slightly better. Um, but, you know, definitely way worse than league average. In-zone contact rate at 88.9%, so really nice there. But his hard hit rate is at 26.7%, which is terrible, and his ground ball rate is at 60%, which is terrible. But he has three barrels, 7.9% barrels per plate appearance, 106.7 miles per hour at max exit velo, and a 392 expected WOBA. So he's actually, you know, like... I don't think, you know, he started off really hot last year, and then he faded, and I think you're going to see a lot of variance in his profile, but it's amazing that he's been able to put that together with such poor hard hit rate and ground ball percentage. So uh, he's making the most right now of his quality of contact, but again, you know, there's going to be a lot of variance in his profile, you know, if you're willing to stick it out, then think you're gonna get a decent player at the end of the day in average leagues at least uh wilmer flores wilmer flores with a very interesting profile as well early the early this year uh shout out to uh, at roto feed who was the one who suggested him when i asked a question always been a huge supporter uh of mine and the podcast and and just you know everything i've done so big out big shout out to uh at Uh, The Roto feed uh, on Twitter, you should definitely follow him, puts out free fantasy baseball content, shares it with a a big list uh, that he's got uh, every single day. So shout out there. Wilmer Flores, O-swing at 22%, which is really, really good for Flores. In-zone contact rate at 95.2%. So elite in-zone contact and elite O-swing. Ground ball rate, also down at 30.8%. So all three really, really good signs. The challenge is that his hard hit rate is only at 19.2%. Stack ass data, not very good either. One barrel, 3.2% barrels per plate appearance, 101.8 mile per hour max exit below, and a 242 expected WOBA. So the batted ball quality is absolutely terrible, but everything underlying that, all of the contact metrics, the plate discipline, the whether he's hitting the ball in the air or not, that's all very, very good. And so I am, you know, still have some hope that Flores is going to be a solid fantasy contrib- contributor. You know, obviously, like... You know, I don't mind to see a guy who the one thing that they're struggling with at this point in the season is batted ball quality because it just takes some guys time to warm up. You know, the weather maybe to get a little bit warmer. Flores is adjusting to a new situation. It's not a new league, but it's a new situation. Um, you know, so for those reasons, you know, I, I do have a little bit of confidence of Flores. If I'm in a deeper league, I am holding on to him like a 15 team league plus. I am holding on to him just to see if that can turn around because, especially with the Jake Lamb injury, there is a opportunity for Flores to get some plate appearances here, and so I do think that he contribute can contribute down the road. Ding a ling a ling, Jake Bowers is the next guy that I am going to talk about. And let me just say, I'm totally biased on Jake Bowers. You all know that. He is my most drafted hitter. I am super reliant on Jake Bowers this year. Have him on six or seven teams. Um, So far, disappointment for sure for folks. I mean, you know, not huge disappointment. He's batting 200. You know, he does have, I think, six runs now, three RBIs, one home run, and a stolen base so far. But there's some really encouraging signs with Jake Bowers. So I would tell people to hold on. Be patient. What are those good signs? Elite O swing. His O swing is better than it was last year. I will put in the caveat. He has faced some pretty bad pitching. Uh, o swing at twenty point five percent. And when you watch his at bats, you know it may be that he may be even a little bit too passive. But you know he's he's got a really good eye. He works counts really well, which is something I love to see. O swing at twenty point five percent. Elite in zone contact rate way up at ninety two point three percent. That is elite as well. Those are two things that I love to see because what I wanted to see from Bowers more than anything was growth in that contact rate. And the in-zone contact rate is up about 12%. That is awesome to see. Now the hard hit rate is down at 29.6%, but that can change really quickly because again, with batted ball quality this early in the season, the the sample size for batted balls is way lower than it is for things like contact rate. His ground ball rate is up at 48.1%. I do not like to see that. He only has like a seven percent line drive rate, which is one of the reasons why his uh, his batting average is so low. But he's also been very unlucky, according to X Stats uh, or uh, Baseball Savant Statcast data. A 268 wOBA, but a 322 expected wOBA. He's got three barrels already at an 8.1% barrels per plate appearance and then a max exit below at 108.8 so far. And again, he's been playing a lot of his games in the ale Central in cold ballparks in the Midwest. And so when the weather heats up a little bit, I expect that batted ball quality to improve. I do hope that he can that he hits the ball in the air more and that he hits more line drives for sure. Uh, but I think there's some really good encouraging signs there. He stole his first base. Um, you know today, and so I'm still confident. I still feel good about Bowers. Again, you didn't draft him for the batting average; you drafted him for the home run stolen base combo. And he missed out on a home run against Marcus Stroman. He hit the top, the very top, right underneath the yellow line um, on on uh, on a fly ball. Just a, he smoked a line drive off of Marcus Stroman. So, you know, with it's a game of inches, and and he could be much closer uh, to having two home runs. Um, So again, you know, I'm making up a lot of excuses for him, but the underlying skills for Bowers, especially that plate discipline, is still really, really nice. Jesus Aguilar has struggled so far this year, but he's been one of the unluckier hitters too. There's actually some... Some good-looking stuff in his underlying skills. The O-swing is better than last year at 31%. His in-zone contact rate is also better than last year at 86.4%, which is great. So his overall contact rate is going to be better than it was last year. His hard hit rate is at 37.9%. So not you know elite, not great, but it's still... Uh, better than league average. His Garon ball rate is better than league average at 37.9% or lower than league average. So he's hitting the ball in the air more. So here's where we see kind of the tail of his season. He's not hitting the ball great from a quality standpoint. Only one barrel, 2.3% barrels per plate appearance, 103.9 mile per hour max exavilo. That's not great, but we've seen that he can hit the ball really hard. He has been very unlucky. A 182 Woba. With a 3.11 expected woba, so like more than a hundred and about 130 points between his current woba and what where he should be at. You know that should get closer uh, to his expected woba number. So expect him to go on a little bit of a heater here uh, sometime soon. Uh, Eloy Jimenez is up next. O swing at 37.3 percent in zone contact rate at 77.1 percent. So not a great combination of plate discipline or in zone contact rate. His hard hit rate is a absolutely atrocious 13.8 percent that's like probably one of the lowest in the league that's like d gordon style ground ball rate too high as well 51.7 percent so really kind of struggling uh, against his first taste of major league hitting uh again you know there's going to be an adjustment period zero barrels zero percent barrels per plate appearance 111.3 miles per hour uh, max exit velo so that's nice there 245 expected woba so Eloy's struggling in his adjustment to the majors, but again, be patient with him. Keep him in your lineup. You don't want to miss out. He can change things really, really quickly. Next up, we have Jesse Winker. O-swing at 27%, so better than league average, not where it was last year, but he's getting there. In-zone contact rate at 86.4%, so better than league average, but again, not where he was last year towards the end of the season when he was 90-plus percent uh, in-zone contact. Hard hit rate, though, at 48%. Love to see it way up there for Winker. Ground ball rate, also low at 36 point, 36%. That's like a perfect place for it to be at uh, for a guy like Winker. And then the stat cast data. One barrel, 2.9% barrels per plate appearance, 105.1 max exit velo. But again, like Aguilar, he's been one of the Unluckiest batter so far this year, 2.26 wOBA with a 3.35 expected wOBA. So so far he's better than league average from an expected wOBA perspective, but he just has not been getting lucky. That is going to change, and I expect the O swing and the in zone contact rate. The O swing I think will go down as he gets more comfortable uh, coming off of that injury, and just because he's he's shown that incredible skill, that elite uh, plate discipline and contact, and I think that in zone contact rate is going to improve as well. If you can. You know, I would buy low on Winker right now. Uh, If that's possible in your league, I think that he is going to be a huge asset in batting average and OBP moving forward with a little bit of power to boot. Jorge Soler um, is a guy who hit hit another home run today. Uh, O-swing, 30%, so right around league average. In-zone contact rate, though, way up, 89.4%. That's really, really nice to see. Hard hit rate, really nice at 42.3%, right about where it was last year before he got injured. Ground ball rate at 42.3%, a little bit higher than we want it to be, Three barrels so far, 6.5% barrels per plate appearance, but a 115.1 max exit below. That is awesome. Uh, only a 278 expected WOBA, but some really nice trends there uh, for Jorge Soler. You know, if you're in a 12-team league and he's still available, you may want to look to add him. Um, you know, he's playing in the AL Central. He should have some pretty good matchups there. Uh, the biggest thing of note, I think, is the in-zone contact rate, the overall contact rate increase uh, for Soler. Very encouraging there. Brandon Nimmo has struggled to start the season. O-swing at 25.2%. So not the super elite that it was last year, but still very good. But where he's been struggling... Off and on, really since the beginning of the second half last year, is with his in-zone contact rate, only at 66.7%. That's unsustainable. If that stays there, the K rate is going to be way too high. He's just not going to be able to get on base, even with the good plate discipline, and he's just not going to make enough contact. That's just really, really bad. That's worse than like Joey Votto levels. Hard hit rate, 37.5%. Ground ball rate at 26.7%. So hitting the ball a lot more in the air so far this year. Two barrels, four percent 4% 4% barrels per plate appearance, 109.9 mile per hour max exit velocity with only a 240 uh, expected uh, WOBA. So not good all around for Nimo. The key is going to be that contact rate. He's got to get it up. All the other metrics are fine. They're good, but, the, but he's got to make contact. Hopefully um, he'll be able to start uh, doing that soon. It is important to note that the Mets have played the Nationals a couple times. So you're talking about Scherzer, you're talking about Strasburg, you're talking about Corbin. Uh, that may impact it. So just monitor it. Don't, don't drop him or anything yet, but just monitor those contact issues. Maybe put him on the bench unless he's got, some, he's got some easy matchups coming up. Buster Posey has also struggled to begin the season. A little bit of a surprising batted ball profile or, or underlying skills for Posey so far. His O-swing has been really bad. He's normally got a very, very good eye. It's at 39.4% so far this year. That's way worse than league average, which is surprising because he's normally in the low 20s. He's normally one of the league leaders in O-swing, so uh, hopefully that'll start to change, but his in-zone contact rate has stayed elite at 97.1%, but because he, um, he's chasing pitches on outside the zone so much, his contact rate overall is actually down. Uh, hard hit rate, though. I thought that this was going to be the issue before I delved in, but it's not. 43.3%. So, way up there for Posey. Ground ball rate, 43.3%, right around league average. Uh, two barrels already, 5% barrels per plate appearance. 107.3 miles per hour max exit velocity, on a 307 expected Woba. So, he's also been very unlucky. A 233 Woba with a 307 expected Woba. Again, like 315, 320 is about league average, so I'm actually encouraged by this start for Posey, uh, only because I think the batted ball quality is what I was most worried about coming off of his surgery, and he seems to be making pretty good uh, contact uh, so far this year. Uh, the question is is really that plate discipline, and I expect that to come back, because that's just not a skill I think he's going to lose. Um, you know, uh, so, so rapidly. And so I would expect that to get better. And I think you'll see Posey, you know, get, uh, heat up just a little bit, uh, more, um, uh, in the next couple weeks. So definitely an interesting profile there. One other guy who's struggling, Ian Desmond, his O swing is up at 33.7%. So worse than league average. His Z contact is down. It's at 77.4%. His hard hit rate is down at 24%. His ground ball rate has, is at a manageable 45.8% down from his 60% last year, which is insane. Uh, Stackhouse data is okay. Two barrels, 4.7% barrels per plate appearance, 112.2 miles per hour. Max exit velo, that's nice, but the 226 expected WOBA is terrible. I think it's just a matter of time. I mean, Desmond just can't, hasn't been able to put it together. He's obviously got that huge contract, but at what point in time do they just give up on the guy? I know fantasy owners have been looking at that for a little while and Garrett Hampson owners are definitely looking at that pretty hard. Jerickson Profar, he's had a nice couple days after some early season struggles. O-swing at 32.4%, so slightly worse than league average. In-zone contact rate at its usual studly 90.8%, so very good there. Hard hit rate lower than league average at 32%. Ground ball rate slightly elevated at 44%, so pretty much the same profile uh, that we've seen Profar has been incredibly consistent throughout his career in terms of the underlying skills, and those are staying the same there too. Four barrels at a 6.5% barrels per plate appearance, 108.2 mile per hour max exit velo, only a 285 expected WOBA. So kind of a blast season so far for Profar, and that's what I expected heading into this year. I thought he overperformed the underlying skills last year, and so I'm not necessarily surprised. I think you can expect more blast. From Profar for the rest of the year. Adam Frazier is definitely not been blah so far this year. He's been awesome, which is great because he's one of my bold predictions. O Swing at 21.2%, Elite, Z Contact at 91.7%, Elite. The hard hit rate's down a little bit at 31.3%, but for a guy with his profile, uh, you're not necessarily expecting that, uh, especially with some decent StatCast data, which I'll read off. But ground ball rate is down at 35.5%, which is really nice. Um, To see there, actually, let me double check that. I may have put his fly ball rate um, in there accidentally. Um, I'm just going to double check that. I always want to be accurate here when we're talking. Let's see the ground ball rate. No, it is at 35.5%. All right, I was accurate there. So that's really nice um, because he's elevating. He's continuing to elevate the ball like he did at the end of last year. And then we look at the StatCast data. Three barrels already this year. 6.8% barrels per plate appearance for this little leadoff guy. 106.1 mile per hour exit velocity, max exit velo. And then a 441 expected WOBA for Frazier. That is absolutely awesome. And a 366 WOBA, so he's actually underperforming. He's been one of the unluckiest hitters so far, and he's already killing the ball, so that is really, really good news to hear from Frazier. He's definitely a guy, if he's for some reason available in your 12-team leagues, you've got to go out uh, and get him. Uh, Yandy Diaz, he's a guy actually heading into this podcast I was super high on. I was like, what could possibly go wrong? But I actually noticed some interesting trends, I think. O-swing at 20.7%, he always has Really, really good plate discipline. So that's just something to uh, note. You know, in OBP leagues, that's really studly. But his contact rate is down, is way down. It's actually down 9% in the zone from last year, Uh, 80.7%. So worse than league average there. That's going to be hard if he's going to keep up the batting average that he's got. Hard hit rate at 40.5%. So nice there. The surprising thing for me too, we've heard a lot about how he's joining the fly ball revolution. He's getting that launch angle up. Well, ground ball rate is at 54.1 percent, which is actually the same as it was at uh, last year. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. Um, I know that he had a, he had a, he had a very small sample size last year. So let's dig into this. So 120 plate appearances last year, he had a ground ball rate at 53.3 percent. It's at 54.1 percent. You know, the reason his fly ball rate is up by nine percent but it's mostly coming from his line drive rate which is only at 13.5%. And so the reason why I bring that up is there's generally speaking a lot of variance in line drive rate. It goes up and down and and so, you know, all it takes is a few of those fly balls being line drives instead of fly balls. And we're right back at square run, one. He's also been very lucky this year when we look at his stack has data. A 350 expected WOBA, which is still very good, but a 401 WOBA so far. So expect some regression if it, if the skills continue. Three home runs, a 6.3% barrels per plate appearance, one twelve point two mile per hour max exit below. I mean, that's solid, but it's not um, you know, amazing. Um, so again, so for Yandy Diaz, obviously like, you know, if you have him in 15 team leagues, you're really happy. Even in 12 team leagues, you definitely should be owned, but I do see a couple little yellow flags here with the end zone contact being way down 9%. Uh, and then the ground ball rate being even with last year, we may see some of those fly balls turn into line drives when it's all said and done. Uh, and so that's just something to monitor there with Yandy Diaz. All right, that is going to wrap us up for the hitters so far. Now I'm going to dive into pitchers. Now, with the pitchers, uh, you know, I'm not going to do a full out investigation of each one of the pitchers because that takes a damn long time to do. Like, we're talking like I'll spend 15 to 30 minutes per pitcher and, and kind of diving in and seeing what's going on. So, I'm going to provide some kind of basic kind of uh, underlying stats or skills and what we're seeing so far, and maybe a little bit of an explanation for why they're struggling a bit. So let's start off with David Robertson, who has been absolutely atrocious so far this year. And I'm going to tell you, uh, me and Brian Slack did a closer uh, preview, and I I warned you to stay away from David Robertson. There were warning signs galore in his profile, but let's dive in. Uh, Velocity on his fastball is at 93.85 miles per hour. I think that's his sinker I'm using there. It's either his sinker or his cutter, whatever he uses more. Um, That is even in terms of velocity uh, from last year, but his O-swing is down at 21%. That's horrific. Um, you know, and the problem with O swing is that's the chase rate, right? Chase rate on pitches outside the zone. So if your O O swing is even league average and not elevated, then what you're going to get is you're going to get walks because you're not getting guys to chase pitches on outside the zone. So your zone percentage is going to have to be elevated in order for you to be able to, uh, you know, to have even a league average, uh, walk rate. His first pitch strike rate is also horrific. 53.9% on that first pitch strike rate. And his zone percentage is also below league average, 42.1%. That's why he's walking so many guys is his O-swing is way below league average. His first pitch strike is way below league average. And his zone percentage is below league average. That is a terrible combination. In-zone contact rate is really, really high at 89.3%. Swinging strike rate is at 10.3%, really low. His K-minus walk rate is at negative 3.9%, which is, I don't even need to tell you, that's horrific. His expected WOBA is at 382, which is terrible. Again, this is a continuation of struggles that we saw at the end of last season. I'm actually super surprised that the Phillies, who are pretty analytically driven, signed Robertson. Like, the, the... the signs were there and this is actually the third consecutive year of diminishing skills pretty much across the board o swing first pitch strike zone percentage z contact swinging strike rate you know it's all really really bad um robertson is not good and he hasn't been good for a little while now and so uh, i just think that there's warning sign galore i think you drafted him too high to drop him at this point but i don't see him getting into any high leverage situations anytime soon especially saves um, just because I think he's not a good pitcher. I just don't think he's close to the best pitcher in that bullpen. And so that's just going to be a, an issue for the Phillies in terms of uh, dead dead money on the table. Uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez, though, is pitching well. Uh, 97.25 mile per hour average fastball velocity. That is down 1.3 miles per hour. Uh, his O swing, though, 34.8%, so better than league average. First pitch strike rate, nice, at 63.2%. Zone percentage is down at seventy point or at forty point three percent, but overall, you know, about league average in terms of the 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 metrics there when you combine them. When it comes to walk rate, in zone contact rate though seventy five percent, that is awesome. Swinging strike rate eighteen point two percent, which is awesome. His K minus walk rate is at fifteen point eight uh, percent, um, which is you know it's um, it's not amazing for a for a reliever but his k percentage should go up some more his expected woba is 277 so pretty nice there. not elite but solid so he's been unlucky so far far. i think you're gonna see his strikeout rate increase um but he's still um he's still really good Uh, Corey Kluber is up next. A lot of folks with concerns about Corey Kluber. Fastball velocity on his sinker, which is his primary fastball that he throws, 91.61 miles per hour. Uh, It's down about one mile per hour from last year. And that's important to note because the problem with Kluber right now is the quality of contact that he's going to get and that he gives up. And I'm going to get into that in in a second. Um, So his O swing is at uh, 34.2%. Uh, which is which is solid, you know, better than league average. His first pitch strike rate is really nice at 65.3%. His zone percentage is down at 39.9%, so he's relying heavily on folks chasing on pitches outside the zone. That's kind of danger territory when you get below 40% there. In zone contact rate, slightly actually right at league average for this year. 84.5%, but the swinging strike rate at a really nice 14%. K-minus walk rate at 16%, which is well below where Kluber usually is. Now here is the warning sign for me—or not like the warning sign—but here is the, one of the major issues for me. The reason why I don't have any shares of Kluber is towards the end of last year, the quality of contact was just too good. His expected wOBA so far this year is three. 49 which is not good now he's performed better than that i think his woba overall is at 306 but he's also played against some pretty bad teams uh so far if i'm remembering correctly at yeah, detroit chicago he did have one against minnesota but you know some pretty weak stuff there um so when you dive into Klober, Kluber, uh the major question for me is batted ball quality um You know, and this was a problem towards the end of last year, his fly ball percentage is up to 42.3%. It's up 9% so far this year. Again, small sample sizes, but we should be monitoring that. His hard hit rate is 46.2%, which is super high. And I think even more concerning, because I like to look at soft hit rate more than hard hit rate, is that his soft hit rate is at 11.5%. Now, the major challenge for me is that when you look at those hard hit rates, um over his last 15 uh games. His hard hit rate over his last 15 games for Kluber is 38.3 uh percent. Maybe it's 10 games. Yeah, uh, 10 games above 40. So, you know, high 30s, low 40s for hard hit rate over his last 10 games, but the soft hit rate is very low, 12.6 percent uh over the 10 games and then the 15 games is 13.4%. And if you look at where he's been at previously, you know, it's just like they're they're pretty close together for a little bit and then uh, all of a sudden they are uh just uh gone uh, away from each other unlike any time in his career. His hard hit rate over the last 15 games, it you know, really just steadily uh, his 15-game rolling average since the middle of June um, of last year uh, of 2018 and his soft hit rate, they're just they're just remaining high and the soft hit rate is remaining low. I think I just have really big concerns about how hard he gets hit. We'll see whether that continues or not, but that is my concern uh, for uh, Corey Kluber. You Darvish, fastball velocity at 92.82 so far this year. That's down two miles per hour from last year. Big concern there. O-swing is actually up 31.2%, uh, so not great, but Better than it was last year. First pitch strike rate at 56.1 percent. Zone percentage at 45.3 percent. So not great control metrics there. Z contact at 87.9 percent for Darvish, which is worse than league average. Swinging strike rate at 11.1 percent. So right around league average, slightly better. K minus walk rate at a terrible negative 1.8 percent. Expected wOBA at 392. Uh, so that's all very bad. The velocity is down, but he has improved with each start. And his last start, he did not walk a single batter. Um, he gave up, I think, five earned runs five in five and a third innings, uh, but he only gave up five hits. He had six Ks and a 16% swinging strike rate. I think there's hope on the horizon for Darvish. I think he may be settling down a little bit. Again, there's nothing we can do to eliminate the previous bad starts that he had but we're, what we're really interested in is what is he going to look like moving forward and i have a little bit of optimism for darvish it may just be my uh, you know uh hoping because I have him in a couple leagues where I really need him to be good, but I was encouraged by that last start with zero walks and the high swinging strike rate. So we'll see. Chris Sale, obviously on everybody's mind. There's nothing I'm going to add to this that, that nobody hasn't already heard in all the podcasts that have gone over him. Fastball velocity down 91.5 uh, miles per hour so far this year. That's four miles per hour slower than last year on average. But the O swing is really nice at 35.1%. Better than league average. The first pitch strike rate is actually a very, very elite 73.8%. The zone percentage is at 45%. So all of the control metrics are really, really nice. He's not walking guys. In zone contact rate is also good at 80.3%. So 5% worse than league average. Swinging strike rate is at 10.5%. The K-walk minus rate is at 6.5%. He's been pretty unlucky to have that 13.8% uh strikeout rate that he has i mean you know all of the 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 strikeout metrics are at least league average you know so that's just something i think um uh to note there his expected woba is at 371 which is terrible again it's really all about the velocity right the 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 fastball velocity is down so the slider velocity was down which makes it a less effective pitch you know, the change up, etc. And so that's really what it's going to come down to, I think, for Sale is whether he can regain at least some of that velocity. He did get really unlucky in the in the Blue Jays game. You know, he wasn't striking out a ton of guys, but I saw a tweet that said like, this is the, that is the first time in um, like 20 years that a, a pitcher gave up seven hits, all singles and no walks. And ended up giving up five earned runs in less than four innings. So there was a lot of, you know, uh, a lack of luck there. He also had four singles that had an under 250 batting average, expected batting average. So, you know, again, I think he's been unlucky. I think he he, he was a little bit better last time. I'll be interested to see uh, what he does in his next start. They are giving him one additional day of rest. Uh, Let's hope he gets back to his elite self. Because I got him in two leagues where my pitching is terrible and I need him. Carlos Rodon is up next. Kind of an interesting start to the year for Rodon. Fastball velocity is down 1.3 ticks from last year at 91.85 miles per hour. O swing at 30.2%, so right around league average. First pitch strike at a horrendous 50.7%. That's really bad. Zone percentage is also bad at 40%, and that's just a theme for Rodon, like, Dude can't, can't throw strikes. Uh, In-zone contact rate at 85.5%, so slightly worse than league average this year, but right at league average from last year. Swinging strike rate, though, way up at 14%. I'm going to get to that in a second. K-minus K-walk rate at a really nice 23.3%, and then his expected WOBA is at a really nice 20, uh, uh, 262. Now, the thing for Rodon is that he's throwing his slider, which is easily his best pitch more, 16% more. And so that's a really good development because it's giving him strikeout skills that he didn't previously have. That swinging strike rate is way up at 14%. You can see also see it in the O swing. He's normally well worse than league average. He's now at league average. Um, and the in zone contact rate is also uh, down for him. So that's a really, really good development. The problem is, is that he can't throw his slider for strikes. He's got a 33% zone rate percentage on that slider. One out of every three is in the zone. And he doesn't even have that good of an O-swing on it. Um, And so that's why you see the major walk issues, the major control issues. Um, And so that, I think, is what you're going to see with Rodon. You might see more strikeouts, but you're also going to see more walks because he can't throw the ball in the zone. And then that's just going to be terrible because, you know, he's going to hurt your whip. And then I think he's going to have a lot of runners on base when he does give up good contact. It's going to result in what we saw in his last outing, right? Where he's going to have maybe a couple good outings here and there, but then he's going to have major blowups. And we've seen that consistently from Rodon. Um, you know, throughout his career and especially in recent history. And so that's why I'm staying away from Rodon. You know, if you do have owners in your league that are interested in him, I would I would sell um, relatively high on Rodon here. Uh, miles Mikolas is up next. Fastball velocity at 93.68 miles per hour. That's down about a tick from, uh, or one mile per hour from last year. Uh, skills are down across the board for Mikolas too. O-swing at 26.7%. First pitch strike only at 57.8%, so both of those worse than league average. He's still in the zone a lot at 47.5%, but again, like you're not gonna see the elite, elite, elite walk rates um, with those poor control metrics in terms of O swing and first pitch strike. Uh, Z contact is at a bad 91.7%. That means that hitters have an elite Z contact against him. His swinging strike rate is way down at 61, or 6.1%, which is absolutely atrocious. And then his K-minus walk rate is at a really bad 5.6%, and then his expected WOBA is at 342, which is not good. The problem so far with Mikolas, uh, the velocity is down one tick, so that's one thing just to be cognizant of us, uh, but the slider is not generating the same number of swinging strikes, and that's why the swinging strike rate is down so much. You know, for him so far. So while his K rate wasn't great last year, he was able to induce some swing and miss with that slider. The same thing has yet to happen so far this year. And so that's just something to monitor with Mikolas. Uh, Obviously, you know, it's early on in the season with all of these guys. So, you know, you're not dropping like Miles Mikolas because of this. But I do think that, um, uh, I do think that, you know, there's some prob, there's some problematic signs here especially with the control metrics which made him good so good last year and one of the reasons why I wasn't on to him is that it's just so hard there are very few pitchers who consistently you know uh, limit uh, you know quality of contact to the extent that Nicolás did last year so I just expected some regression there I don't own any shares but you know hopefully for for folks who do he turns around a little bit there uh, Lucas Giolito is up next fastball velocity is up Um, .8 miles per hour, so almost a full mile per hour, 93.72 miles per hour. His O-swing is pretty bad, though, at 22.8%. There's some interesting stuff going on with his pitch mix, which I'll get to in a second. O-swing at 22.8%. His first pitch strike rate is better at 62.2%, and his in-zone his zone rate is at much better at 51.1% as well. His Z contact is down at 81.7%, which is nice. And his swinging strike rate is up at 11.7%, really nice. And then his K-minus walk rate is at 15.6%, which is really nice. Expected wOBA at 316, so right around league average, which isn't terrible for Giolito since... You know, let's be honest, he's been terrible in the past. Now, there has been a huge change in Giolito's pitch mix, and that is that he has stopped throwing his sinker altogether, and he is now only throwing a four seam fastball, and he's replaced that sinker usage with increase in changeup usage. Some good and bad with that. So the sinker helped drive his O swing, And so now that he's not throwing it, you see his O swing go way down, which is bad for his control metrics. But, you know, his four seam fastball, he's able to throw it more in the zone. And so you see that with the zone percentage and the first pitch strike rate. So that is is the good news there. The bad news is is that the four seam is an absolutely atrocious pitch. It's terrible. It's it's absolutely a terrible pitch. And so that's really hard to work with. The good news, I'm about to, say, excuse me sneeze. Uh, The good news is is that both his changeup and his slider are looking better this year than they did last year. And he can throw the changeup for strikes. And so what I would love to see Giolito do is actually become one of these guys that throws like 35% four-seam fastballs and throws a ton of changeups and a ton of sliders as well. And so I think if he can do that, I think that's how he maximizes his potential, because he can throw that change up for strikes. And so he does have an off-speed pitch that he can throw for strikes. So if he can get that O swing up a little bit to improve the control metrics, throw that four seam less to improve the batted ball quality that he gives up, and then... You know throw that change up uh, a little bit more uh, and and maintain that slider. I think there could be some some good things happening for Giolito in the in the future if he can figure out that pitch mix so you know an interesting guy there if he's been dropped in your leagues and fifteen team leagues, I wouldn't mind you know taking a little bit of a Uh, of a a chance on him on the waiver wire. Uh, Aaron Nola has struggled early this season. His fastball velocity is down about a half a tick, 0.6 miles per hour, 92.74. His O swing is down at 27%, which is not good for the control metrics. His first pitch strike rate is absolutely horrendous at 47.7%. That's way, way, way... That's like 15% below league average for a starting pitcher. That is a major warning sign for me. Not only because I... Not because I think he's going to continue to struggle with first-pitch strike, but that big of a change in first-pitch strike makes me a little concerned about possibility of injury for Nola. Like, not to, like you know wave around that but like control metrics are oftentimes the first to go so that's a big concern for me his zone rate is at 43.3 percent slightly worse than league average his in zone contact rate is still better than the average at 83.6 percent but it's worse than last year his swinging strike rate is way down at 8.1 percent that is really really bad and then his k-walk minus rate is at 7.7 percent is expected weighted on base average is at 362. So all of the metrics are really bad so far for Nola. Again, not to say that this is going to continue, but I just think that there's some warning signs here, especially around injury. Like that big of a swing in his control metrics makes me a little bit concerned. So definitely monitor it. You're obviously still starting him. You're still keeping him in your lineups. He's still Aaron Nola, but you know some some concerns there. The one thing that I'll say is that. You know He's actually thrown his curveball more and his four-seam fastball more this year than he has in previous years, but his swinging strike rate is down on every single one of his pitches, so it's not a pitch mix issue. It's the fact that they're less effective, and so that's a little bit of a concern uh, uh, for me. Uh, finally, the last guy we're going to cover is Jose Alvarado, Alvarado, who's been lights out. Super interesting change with Jose Alvarado so far this season. Fastball velocity at 98.8 miles per hour. That is up one tick. That's really, really nice. O-swing at 33.3%, which is nice, better than league average. First pit strike rate, not great at 55.6%. Uh, Zone percentage, not great at 41%, so below average control metrics, but he's more than making up with it for the swing and miss, because check this out. In-zone contact rate of 67.9%. That is almost 20% better than league average. That is insane. That is great. And his swinging strike rate at 17.1%, which is awesome. His K-minus walk rate is at 25.9%, despite having an elevated walk percentage. His K percentage is at 40% right now, and his expected WOVA is at 2%. 0-2, oh, um, which is, I don't need to tell you, that is awesome, um, and the reason why he's being so effective, and I was not on Jose Alvarado before this year, he is throwing his four-seam fastball 40% more and his sinker 40% less, and that, my friends, is driving the absolute surge in his, um, in his uh, strikeout skills. In the swinging strike rate in the in zone contact rate and all of that stuff because when you look at the pitches individually his four seam fastball has a 17.8 percent swinging strike rate so far this year uh his sinker has a 5.9 percent. he's only thrown it 17 times uh, last year his sinker was by far the pitch he threw the most at 8.8 percent so now he's throwing his slider at 22.7% swinging strike rate and that four-seam fastball at 17.8%. That, my friends, is beautiful, and that is what is driving Jose Alvarado's success this year. That is it for some hitters and pitchers who are drawing interest for either their over- or under performance so far this year and some of the skills that are supporting or not supporting what they've been doing so far. That is going to wrap us up for episode 71 of the Batflip Crazy podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Hope you find that helpful in either the waiver wire or just managing your teams, thinking about who's doing well, who's not doing as well as maybe they should be doing based on the underlying skills. Hope that, uh, yeah, definitely just hope that that is helpful. Um, Again, if you like the podcast, please do leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes uh, or your uh, preferred podcast platform. You can reach me on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy. Definitely hit me up. Uh, there. Look for more podcasts to come in the coming days and weeks. Hopefully I'll be able to do maybe a little small one on the waiver wire uh, this week. I just haven't been able to get my act together just because I spend so much time managing. I have 10 teams with fab. So that's just taking up a lot of my time. Anyways, enough of that. Uh, Best of luck with all of your fantasy baseball research. Let me know if you have any questions coming out of the show or other guys you want me to take a look at. If I have time, Uh, I will do that. Best of luck with that research. Take care and be kind to one another.